You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. In the name of Jesus Christ. And let people say loud amen. amen. One of the roles of the pastoral ministry is to feed, to lead, and to guard. Hallelujah. I said one, but I mentioned three. In the sense that I'm saying that that's not all. All of that is one. Amen. To feed, to lead, and to guard. There's an Old Testament scripture in Jeremiah that said, I'll give you pastors after my heart. He said, I will feed you with knowledge and understanding. It's talking about the feeding role of the pastor. Hallelujah. It means that God's flock must be fed. Hallelujah. They must be fed. They must be fed. Listen to me. You cannot... It's just like how a human cannot survive without feeding, without eating. You might have a day or two you didn't eat, but you have to eat. Spiritually also, you cannot survive without feeding. Amen. Then secondly, you can't even grow. First of all, it's survival. Then you can't grow without being fed. Are we together? Alright, so when we gather like this, there are many things that happen when we come to fellowship with one another. On one hand, we come to worship together. But on the other hand, we also come to be fed. Hallelujah. Are we together? To be fed. To be fed. So the shepherd feeds. Because the pastor is a shepherd. He feeds. He leads. Glory to God. He leads. That means that as you are being fed, direction comes. Hallelujah. Are we together? Suddenly you know what exactly you should do. How you should do it. I can't count how many times brethren have testified that as they were just sitting in the service, they just now knew what to do. Why is direction coming at that moment? Because the word is light also. Amen. Are we together? And then the third one I mentioned is to guard, guard, protect. There are many, many wolves that want to go after the sheep. Hallelujah. There are many destructive tendencies. The Bible says he leads me beside the still waters. What he's saying is that in the leadership, he's also protecting. Hallelujah. Because there are certain waters that the, person, the sheep might want to go and drink from and the flood will carry the sheep. Amen. So, the shepherd has to be sure that that stream he's going to drink from is not going to drown the sheep. Amen. You say, it's just water. It's not water. It's just water. No, no. There's water and there's water. Amen. Are we together? So, he said, he leads me beside the still waters. Beside the still waters. And then, what about those that come to steal the sheep? Amen. You see, there are several shepherds in scripture that are symbolic of the pastoral ministry. We had the shepherd, David, was a warrior shepherd. That means there is a warring part of the shepherd. Hallelujah. And David told us the story about how one of the times he was guarding the sheep and then a lion and on another occasion a bear came. And he went after the bear and smote the bear or the lion and took the, the, the lamb from his mouth. What he's trying to explain to you is the same thing Jesus said. That he will go after one that was lost. Amen. He will leave the 99 and go after one. Hallelujah. That was what David manifested. So in the pastoral ministry, there is the part where the role of the pastor is to guard. Amen. 
Sometimes to guard against doctrine. Amen. Sometimes to guard against um, um, demonic attacks. Hallelujah. But there's a covering that the pastor has or um, gives to the flock. It is spiritual. Glory to God. It's spiritual. Now, but that's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to share with you, we're still on the series on the good fight. Everybody say the good fight. We've been reading from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. And in 1 Timothy 6, 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So I want to talk to you about the good fight. The subtopic there is the good fight. Fight for the supernatural. Hallelujah. All right? Fight for the supernatural. Everybody say fight for the supernatural. Now, let me explain it this way. You know, we have a generation that fight for every other thing apart from the supernatural. I've seen people fight for love. Amen. Which can be lost, actually. Amen. I've seen people fight for money. I've seen people fight to win. Maybe for fame. I've seen them fight for recognition. Some folks even come to church and what they're doing in church is fighting for recognition. But you see, the scripture here in 1 Timothy 6.12 understand the language and the communication. He said, first of all, fights. Now, it is not People that have embraced Christ or embraced religion are supposed to be pious in their outlook towards life. They are supposed to be people that if you slap them on this side, they're going to turn the other side for you. And say, hey, are you going? You've not slapped this other side. You understand that? That's the picture that someone has about someone that is saved. Now, but Paul begins to use some kind of military language. He begins to introduce concepts that are not civilian. Amen. All right? Then he says to him, he said, fight. Then he said, the good fight of faith. That means that this fight is not a wrong one. It's a good one. Amen. It's a good one. It's a fight you're supposed to fight. It is right to fight it. Then he goes further. If he had stopped there, I'm sure that not just Timothy, even Pastor T.B. Peters, would be confused about what he was talking about. But he went further to say, lay hold on eternal life. Praise the Lord. Lay hold on eternal life. Now we know that eternal life is not something that is physical. Amen. Eternal life is not something that is packaged in a bottle. Eternal life is not something in a sachet. Eternal life is not something in a container. As a matter of fact, Jesus had at least given us a picture of what eternal life is. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall have everlasting life or eternal life. He had made us understand. Jesus said, I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So now, Paul begins to use the language, lay hold on eternal life. We know that eternal life, eternal life. Let's assume that we don't have the definition of eternal life. At least we have an idea that eternal life is something intangible. Amen. Are we together? It's intangible. Now, but Paul is saying, lay hold on it. Lay hold on it. Oh, 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 are you trying to tell me that it is possible to lay hold on something that is intangible? Amen. Are you trying to say that I can hold something that I can't see? Amen. Are we together? It's like telling you to catch the wind. Are you understanding me? Say, catch the wind, catch the wind, catch the wind. Oh, is it possible to catch the wind? Glory to God. So he said, lay hold on eternal life. In essence, what Paul was saying to Timothy, hey, fight for the supernatural. He was saying to him, look, 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 fight for the supernatural. That you live in a natural realm. You know, most of us all the time, know, what does the word supernatural mean? Supernatural means above, beyond the natural. Beyond the natural. That means there's something, there's a realm, there's a zone, there is a space beyond the natural. Hallelujah. That all that our eyes see is not all that is. Am I communicating? All that our eyes see is not all that is. As a matter of fact, there are more things that are unseen than the things that are seen. 
The Bible told us about the fact that God made the visible and invisible things. The earth was made to be visible. Glory to God. But there's a space that God lives in that is invisible to man. Glory to God. But it's real. Am I communicating? Now, in this room, we have visible people. Let me use the right term. We have visible personalities. Pastor Sandra is visible. I'm visible. We also have invisible personalities in our midst. Glory to God. I'm talking about persons that have eyes and ears and have will and character in our midst. Are we together? But they are unseen. Am I communicating? All right? They might even be more than those of us that are seen. Am I communicating? Now, when you understand that there is such a thing as the supernatural, that life does not end in what we can touch and what we can see, the Bible told us something. He said, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. What was he talking about? Romans 14, 16. What was he talking about? He said, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. 17. Bryce was a peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what he was talking about. He was trying to explain to us that this kingdom we've come into. Amen. The things, the assets of the kingdom are not physical. Amen. The assets of the kingdom the, 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 the things that matter, the valuables of this kingdom, the valuables of this kingdom are intangible, but they are real. Amen. So, don't be a believer that is still staying in the natural and fighting for carnality. You know, there are a lot of believers that are fighting for carnality. They're fighting, they're fighting to be the hottest babe in church. Are you understanding me? It's fighting to be the, the smoothest guy in church. It's, it's, are you understanding me? They're, so they're fighting for carnality. But Paul was saying to him, said, there's something you should fight for. Fight for the supernatural. Hallelujah. He said, the reason is that, you see, the realm we live in, because we're born into this physical realm, you know, there are two things that happen to us. When we, God created us, God didn't create us on the day we were born. No, 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 no. We were created long before we were born. Amen. Now, there's a difference between creation and formation. Are you understanding me? Creation is when God, out of nothing, brings out something. Formation is when he tries to bring matter. Amen. Upon that thing he has created. Am I communicating? God made man in his image and his likeness. That was creation. In that creation, if you were there that day, you would not have seen the man he created. Then after a while, the Bible said God took the dust and formed, amen, the man that he had already created, amen. Meaning that from that point now, man had been formed. He is not just created. Now, the Bible told us something about the experience of Jeremiah. He said that Jeremiah, he told him, he said, before I formed thee in the belly. That means the formation happens in the belly, but I knew you, amen. Am I communicating? That means you existed before you were formed. Am I communicating? Alright, so, understand this, that before you were born, you were already created. Am I communicating? But now, that means that you were spiritual. Glory to God. You are a spirit. Say, I'm, I'm, a, spirit. I'm a spirit. Now, you were originally, you, the core of who you are is spirit. Am I communicating? Is spirit. Then, God had to bring you into a natural world. Am I communicating? He had to bring you into a natural world. And the only way you could enter this natural realm is by bets. Amen. Physical births. So, the moment where you were conceived, they formed you in the womb. Amen. That's where you got your body. Am I communicating? And then you were born into the natural world. As you were born, you had to learn how to live the natural life. Am I communicating? You had to learn how to live. In the natural life, in the natural world, we eat food. In the natural world, we speak to be heard. In natural world, we touch things. Are you understanding me? We look to see. So we started learning how to live the natural life. Now, but there's another birth that had to happen to us. The second birth that had to happen to us. Jesus said, he that is born of the flesh is flesh, but he that is born of the spirit is spirit. So he, what he was trying to say is that there is a birth that brings you into the physical realm. But there's another birth that has to happen. Amen. Now that you've come into the physical realm, there's another birth that has to happen. This birth is what brings you into the supernatural. Amen. Are we together? So the day you got born again, what happened was that you were brought into the realm of the supernatural. Amen. You were brought into that realm. You were brought into that realm. The realm existed, but you had to be brought into it. 
Let me use an illustration. A child is in the belly of his mother, in the womb of the mother. The natural world exists, but he has not come into it. Are you, are, are you with me? The natural world around him exists. He comes into it by birth. The day the child is born, that's the day he comes into this natural world. But he was always in the womb. Am I complicating? Now, in the same way also, you can be walking the face of the earth. You are a human being walking the face of the earth. But you are, you see, the Bible refers to you as you are spiritually dead. Amen. You are not yet alive unto God. Amen. Am I communicating? So, by the experience of being born, that's why I use the word born again. Amen. Because you were born before. Hallelujah. You were born before by your mother. Now you are born again by God. Hallelujah. So, you have to be born into the supernatural realm. That's salvation. Salvation is being born into the supernatural realm. You've come into that realm. You are now there. Glory to God. You are born of the spirit. Hallelujah. You are born of the spirit. You are now a child of God. Meaning that the faculties required to function in the supernatural, you have been equipped with those faculties. Amen. Now, when a child was in the womb, he doesn't have all of the faculties developed to function in the natural realm. So, how does a child feed in, the, feed in the womb? He doesn't feed through his mouth. Amen. Am I communicating? He feeds through the umbilical cord. Am I communicating? Alright? So, that's the umbilical cord is how he feeds. So, as a mother eats, he eats. Now, but he, he, his mouth is still forming. Glory to God. While his eyes and mouth, he doesn't need to see physically. Are you understanding me? His eyes and everything is still forming. When they are fully formed and then he's born. He now has to start learning how to use his mouth to eat. Amen. He starts feeding from his mouth. Am I communicating? He was feeding from here. Now he's feeding from here. He has to start learning to breathe in oxygen. Amen. Air through his nostrils. Glory to God. Am I communicating? All right. So we're even told that what, most of what actually makes the child cry out is when air rushes into his lungs. Are you understanding me? That's part of what makes the child cry. That first cry. Now, in the spiritual or supernatural realm, is the same. When this person is born into the supernatural, he has to start learning how to use his faculties. Amen. How to hear God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. How to know God. Amen. He has to start learning. If he doesn't learn how to use it, then he will be a child born into the supernatural, but has a handicap. Amen. Am I communicating? He has a handicap. We say, oh, oh, so they test the child, the child is born. Then they start, they, they clap their hands. They clap their hands, then the child jerks. They say, he can hear, he can hear, he can hear, he can hear. He can hear. After a while, they move that way. The light comes on or off. The, the child blinks. They say, okay, okay, he's seen. Are you understanding me? So they're checking. They touch him. He, 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 he coils his hand or moves his leg. They say, he can feel. Am I communicating? Now, those faculties are working. His sense of hearing, his sense of seeing, and, and all that. With time, they check whether his sense of smell is also functioning. Am I communicating? But the point is, those same senses are at work in your spirit life. Amen. Those faculties also have been put in the child of God when he got born again. Am I communicating? Now, when we say lay hold on eternal life, he's saying fight for the supernatural. What it means is that the difference is this. For those of us that are born again, we have, a, we have physical bodies. So, we actually somehow are like amphibious animals. Amen. An amphibious animal can live on land and also live in water. Are you understanding what I'm saying? He can live on land and water at the same time. So, we can live in the natural and the spiritual realm at the same time. Am I communicating? Angels function in the spirit realm. They have to be given a pass. To intervene in the physical realm. Are you understanding me? They have to give you what, like a soldier has to have a pass. Are you understanding me? To leave barracks and go and do something anywhere outside. Are you understanding me? Okay, so the angels need to have a pass, glory to God, to intervene in physical things because they are confined to the spirit realm. Am I communicating? All right, but demons, the same thing, but demons now are intruders, glory to God. They intrude, they intrude, they intrude. Now, but where I'm focused on is this. When Paul said, lay hold on eternal life, he was trying to bring Timothy to an understanding that you can be born again and not lay hold on this thing. Amen. You can be born again and be living like someone that does not even know your left from your right. Am I communicating? You know, 
there are, maybe I'll read the one in the book of Psalm. Jesus was quoting a Psalm, you know, when he said, the scripture said, to those to whom the word of God came, ye are gods. And then he said, the word cannot be broken. So I'm going to go to the scripture where he was referring to is Psalm 82, 5 to 7. Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7. In Psalm 82, verse 5 to 7, um, there was something that happened there. And I, I pray that you will not be like this. Amen. Look at what he said. He said, they know not. Neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. That means there's disorder. Verse 6. I have said, ye are gods. And all of you, amen, that have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, are children of the Most High. Amen. Verse 7, he now says, but you shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. That means that's not what's supposed to happen. Amen. That's not what's supposed to happen. Why are you dying like men? Why are you, why are you having the same experience like someone that's just living in the natural realm? Because you are not fighting for the supernatural. So back to verse 5. In verse 5, he said, look, 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 look. Because they know not. They know not. Neither will they understand. That means if you are fighting for the supernatural, you have to fight to know. And you have to fight to understand. Glory to God. They know not. Neither will they understand. So what happens? They walk on in darkness. They walk on in darkness. You see Christians, believers in Christ. I remember, I will never forget this experience I had. I went to a bookstore. You know, I was younger at that time, much, much younger, you know. And I, I, I would go to a bookstore. I couldn't afford the books in the bookstore, you know. And I would go there and sit in the bookstore and read some chapters of the book in the bookstore. So there's this particular bookstore I used to go to. I didn't know that the owner was always had noticed me. And then one day she called me and she said, Let's do, let me do something. I, I, I understand what your concern is. I understand what your concern is. This is what I'm going to do for you. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a book anytime you come. I'll give you one book. When you return, I'll give you another one just to read. So it's not a bookstore to you now. It's a library to you. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Now, but the story is this. So one day, I was in that bookstore looking around. Now, at this time, now I had a particular book I came to buy. I still remember the book I came to buy that day. And as I walked, it was a Ken Hagen book. As I came to pay for it, I had saved money to buy the book. So as I came to buy the book, you know, but even if I'm going to buy a book, if I'm going to buy a book in those days, maybe the expensive books, I don't know how much they were now, maybe 400 naira, 500 naira, or something like that in those days. You know, so if I came to buy a book of 500 naira, I will read 1,000 from that place. Are you understanding me? <laughs> you understand? Before I pay for, I, I, before I pay for the book. Yeah? You understand that? So, while I was looking around, I, a lady was there in the bookstore. And she was talking to herself, but she was talking aloud. Then she said, Jesus is just in heaven enjoying. And leaving me here to just be suffering here. They know not, neither will they understand. I, the first thought that came to my mind is whatever is disturbing her, the answer is in this shop. Amen. There are so many books in this place. Amen. Somebody has already, God has already graced someone to answer your question. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. That question you want to ask tomorrow, somebody has already answered it yesterday. Are you hearing me? No, you didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. Let me talk to people that are listening to me. I said that question you want to ask tomorrow. Somebody has already answered it yesterday. So they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. They walk on in darkness. Then he says, all the foundations of the earth are out of cause. What is he saying? All the foundations, the pillars, the things are upside down. You say, oh, I, I, I know. I, some people even give stories or testify or talk about their salvation like that's when their problem started. Have you heard people talk like that? I remember the good old days before I met Jesus. What are you talking about? If you ever have that kind of thought in your mind, you've not known Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you, you've not known Jesus. You've not known him. Oh, the good old days. A lady once told me, she said, you know, if it was the time when I used to follow men, I, will not be, I know I will not be broke. 
I said, no man can give you what Christ has given you. No man can give you what Christ has made available to you. And if you don't fight for the supernatural, you'll be regretting letting go of the natural. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's what happens. To oh, I remember when I was a thief. Money was coming. Now that I say I will not steal again, things are hard. There are some people that think that and they're talking like that. Now, that was why Paul had to tell Timothy, fight. Everybody say fight. You see, Satan likes it that you are in that place where you are questioning whether uh, the, the natural is better, amen, than this supernatural that you supposedly came into. Now, if anybody is distracted, you tell the person, get thee behind me, Satan, amen. Anybody that is stopping you, just say, Shh, get thee behind me, Satan. Listen to what I'm sharing with you. You will need it in November, amen. Yeah, you hearing me? I'm talking to somebody. You will need it. You remember this, write it down. You will need it in November. Hear me? Now, You are sitting down and then you are thinking, maybe I would have stayed with the natural. The children of Israel were out of, the promise, out of Egypt on their way to the promise. They are still talking about the cucumbers and the garlic and the onions that they left behind. How could you compare that with your inheritance? Amen. Glory to God. It simply means that those guys didn't understand what it was that we're actually coming into. And there are a lot of believers today that don't understand what the promised land really holds for them. Amen. So, Paul said, fight for the supernatural. You know, in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1, it says, let us therefore fear, lest a promise left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Amen. Any of you should seem to come short of it. What he's trying to say is that it is possible that you've received Jesus Christ, but you're still coming short of that rest that was promised you. So he said, fight for it. Amen. In the context of Hebrews, the language you used was labor. Amen. To enter that rest. It's still the same concept of fighting. Help me tell two people, fight for the supernatural. Say again, they say, say fight for the supernatural. <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. Now, you know, when we say fight for the supernatural, lay hold on eternal life, it means that that thing that the word of God said, <laughs> insist until you see it. Persist until it shows. Are you hearing me? That thing that God's word has said concerning you, insist until you see it. Persist until it shows. There's a language used in the book of James, chapter 1. I believe it's from verse 21 or thereabout. It says, lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. I love that engrafted word. Amen. Some land translations will say implanted. Now, when it says engrafted, this is he's using an agricultural term. All right? Where you take some plants, maybe you have an orange tree, and this orange tree is a bitter one. The, 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 the orange fruit is sour. And then this one, the orange fruit is sweet. You know, there's some orange, uh, orange fruits like that. So, but you want this one now that is sour to become sweet. Then you cut off a branch from the sweet orange tree. And you take it and graft it, fix it in this one. Tie it together, leave it for some time. Then it will grow. When it starts coming out now, it will now be sweet. Now, this grafting is forceful. Amen. It might take time, but when it has happened, it will not have sweets. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, he's saying that you make up your mind to receive with meekness that 
engrafted word. That bitterness is coming out of your life, but you want the sweetness of the word to come out of your life. Then get God's word and implant in your heart. Amen. Are you understanding me? Then the sweetness of God's word will start showing up in your life. That's fighting for the supernatural. I told someone one time, <laughs> I said, I perceive you have the gift of stubbornness. I say, well, yeah, yeah, me, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a kind of stumble person. I said, now, that's this, you know where you use the gift? Use it with the word of God. Be stubborn to see the word of God work in your life. Don't be stubborn to a pastor. Don't be stubborn against the word or the Holy Ghost. Be stubborn against carnality. Be stubborn against circumstances around you. Be stubborn against the level you are. Amen. Are you listening to me? Channel that stubbornness in the right direction. That's fighting for the supernatural. You know, most of the time when we talk about the supernatural, you know why some believers, the supernatural seems to be very far. Let me tell you something. The supernatural will never attend to the man that doesn't give it attention. You didn't hear me well. I said the supernatural will never respond to the man that didn't give it attention. The response of the supernatural is provoked by your attention. Anybody you see commanding the supernatural must have given the supernatural attention. Amen. You wake up in the morning. You go on Facebook. You post just waking up. You brush your teeth, listen to some music, listen to news, watch some things on your phone. You prepare yourself a meal. You go out. You go to the office. You chat, 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 laugh, 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 laugh. You finish work. You come back home. You, you, you cook again. You sleep. That's you believing like that, living like that. Then you are one day say, oh, God, God, do something in my life this year that will surprise me. What will surprise you is that your life will be going backward. That's what will surprise you. Are you understanding me? Listen to me. Nothing will happen. Glory to God. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. And you have a lot of Christians that just live their lives that way. How could you be a child of God and you run your week from Sunday to Sunday and the Holy Ghost did not talk to you one day? <laughs> it surprises me. <laughs> Amen. Are you... Is the Holy Ghost giving you silent treatment? Are you understanding me? It, see, it, see, it is not in the nature of the Spirit to be quiet to you. You didn't hear me well. It is not in the nature of the Holy Ghost not to talk to you. So if he's not talking to you, let me tell you what's actually happening. You are not listening to him. So you have a Christian. Oh, oh, oh. The only time you hear, you say, mm, is when you come to church. Mm, glory. is when you come to church. It never happens that you are in your kitchen and then the Spirit of God says, um, when you go out, do like this and do like, do like this. Those conversations don't happen. It doesn't happen that you are in your place of work and it shows you how to go about your work. Amen. Do you know who the Holy Spirit really is? Praise God. Do you know the role he's supposed to play in your life? He didn't come, he wasn't, oh, glory to God. We cannot talk about fighting for the supernatural without introducing you to the person of the Holy Spirit. Are we together? I said we cannot talk about fighting for the supernatural without introducing you to the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not an influence. He's a person. Amen. Are we together? He's not a feeling. He's a person. It means that he yearns for your attention and also wants to talk to you. Glory to God. 
Paul wrote the entire First Corinthians. It's 16 chapters. Am I correct now? To the Corinthian church. Then he wrote a second one. 13 chapters, 2 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, from chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 6, chapter 7, he even talked about marriage. Chapter 8, chapter 9, 10, 11. It's when he now got to chapter 12. He now says from verse 1, now concerning spiritual. That, okay, wait. Till. So from chapter 1 to 11 was not spiritual. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Meaning that all those when he was talking, it's now he's entering the core. Amen. It's now he's entering what? The core. It means that you can be a Christian. You've been in church for years. You've not still entered the core. Amen. Am I communicating? You've not entered the core. So, you're just practicing religion. Just come. Let's lift our hands. You do it like this. There is no aura or smell of the supernatural upon you. Amen. Am I communicating? There is no smell of the supernatural around you. No one can perceive Paul said, he said, when they perceive the grace, that means if grace is upon you, it can be perceived. So, there's no smell of supernatural. Why? Because you're not even fighting for it. Listen, some of you, the things you are fighting for, the things you are running around for, if you fight for the supernatural, those things will come to you. Amen. Amen. Those things will come to you. They will come to you. They will come to you. There are some things that in my life I've never had to buy. Are you understanding me? Are we together? If I, had, if I bought it, it's just for the sake of just buying it. You know why? Because, you see, there's something about the supernatural. There's something about the supernatural. The supernatural is actually the real place of abode for the believer. That's where we're supposed to live. But you know what's, what's happening to some of us? We are visiting the supernatural. Are we together? We visit it once in a while. Amen. I fed the presence today. No, you are supposed to be living there every day. Amen. Are you understanding me? Every day. You're not supposed to feel it once in a while. So, uh, I remember the last program. Ah, power of God really touched me. No. That's where you're supposed to be living. That's where you should be functioning from. That's where you should be talking from. You know, listen to me. You cannot, the supernatural it cannot, it cannot be faked. Am I communicating? It's either it's there or it is not there. It's either it is there or it is not there. You cannot, you cannot act the supernatural. <laughs> Paul was walking one day, Acts 16, in Philippi, as he was on his way. A girl was behind him. Oh, man of God. Oh, man of God. One day his soul was vexed. He turned. And said, you spirit of divination. Come out of her. And the spirit left her. That's the supernatural. Amen. Amen. That's supernatural. How would you know that something happened to her? He was not just talking. When they took the girl, the girl had the spirit of divination. That spirit, what the spirit does is that the spirit helps to, some people make money from it. They keep her down. They come and say, I tell somebody, your destiny. open your hand, open your hand. She'll say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you were born on a Thursday. Ah, how do you know? Uh-huh. And uh, uh-huh. It's like your mother, your mother has two sisters. Hey, how do you know? Uh-huh. That's what the lady does. And it's by an evil spirit that she does that. It's the spirit of divination. 
And then they say, oh, oh, no, don't see, no, 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 no. Uh, she has told you one. If you want to know deeper things now, it's, it's 5K, 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 5K. You want, you want to see, you want 5K. Then they will bring money and drop. So there were masters that used that to make money. After Paul commanded the spirit to come out of her, when they dropped her, she was not seen again. They are the ones that say, eh? They came out and said, no, no, this guy has to be arrested. Amen. He has spoiled business for them. Listen, if the supernatural is upon your life, you will spoil business for Satan. See, it's not Satan that will be spoiling business for you. No, 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 no. It's not Satan that will be spoiling business for you. I was telling the brother one time, you know, he said, oh, you know, some, you know, there are some things that is, now, there is a pastoral side of me. And in the pastoral side, you empathize with people. You feel what they feel. But there is an apostolic side that does not take nonsense. Are you understanding me? That you'll be angry that somebody is telling you that Satan is afflicting him. Why? Are you understanding me? So, a, a brother can say, oh, a pastor, uh, my leg, my leg, I don't know what's happening to myself. What happened? He said, eh, eh, I match poison. I said, what are you talking about? What are, what are you talking about? What, what, how are you even thinking? I said, you are born again. Spirit filled. The one that garnished the heavens, that beautified the earth, lives inside you. That you will step on something. I said it this way then. I said, if you match poison, it's not you that should be saying, I match poison. It's poison that should be saying, Christian, match me. Are you understanding me? It's, po it's poison that should go and testify. They have quenched me. They have quenched me. Christian, match me. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's the poison that will go to the fellowship of poisons. Are you understanding me? And tell them, Christian, match me. Not you going to church to say, uh, brethren, you know why I'm walking like this? It's because I match poison. Listen, fight for the supernatural in your life. Fight for the supernatural in your life. Glory to God. It's that fight for the supernatural that sometimes makes us, you know, there's a concept, there's a principle that a lot of believers have not been taught in this generation. It's the principle of being full of the Spirit. You didn't hear me well. There's a difference between being filled and being full. Filled and full. There are two different concepts. Now, um, I could take a glass of water. A glass. And pour water in it. As I'm pouring it, water inside, I'm filling it with water. But it can be half full. So, oh, feel, please, um, fill some water in this glass. You feel water. But it's not full yet. Amen. Am I communicating? It's not full yet. That means that the glass still has space for more water. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, there's something the Bible told us about Jesus. It said in Luke 4, 14, Jesus returned. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, the, the, I, would, I would like to read it from a portion, um, from a point. So this is the end of it. Let me read it from a point. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. And tell someone, fight for the supernatural. Alright. Let me read it from here. In Luke 4, let's look at verse 1, then I'll read verse 14. In Luke 1, 4, 1, It says, and Jesus being what? Full. Everybody say full. Say full. Full of what? Some of you praying tongues. When your left leg starts shaking, you just come out. You are full. You're, it's just your left leg that is shaking. La, 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 la. Say, hey. See how my leg was just shaking. Hi. This Holy Ghost is real. You come out. No, 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 no. Wait until the thing will fill the two legs. Wait until your hand is shaking. Wait until you start jumping. Listen, some of you, don't, you don't understand that you are a container of God. Amen. He called you a vessel. You are a container. You can be full. 
<laughs> and you can be half full. Amen. Am I communicating? So, listen. Fighting for the supernatural is fighting to stay full. Amen. Of the spirit. Am I communicating? Fighting to stay full of spirit. The greatest distraction you have as a believer is that things will come up so that you won't be full of the spirit. So some of you have, you know, you have, uh, 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 you know, just as we have SMS, short message service. You have SMS when it comes to prayer. You have SMS, you have ways of doing things short, short, short. Father, Lord, you know my heart. See it. Fulfill it. Amen. You have gone out. Father, Lord, copy and paste. Copy my prayer last week and paste. Amen. Glory to God. And you go out. Some of you, even your tongue, your tongues. You say, um, oh, you just wake up. <laughs> you just wake up. Maybe you're a brother. You're wearing your shoes. Rakata, rakata. Amen. You're out. Then you are wondering why certain things are not taking shape. Why are all the foundations out of course? Amen. Listen to me. It's when you are full of the spirit that things around you start arranging themselves. We read Luke 4, 1. In the 14th verse now, it says, And Jesus, being full of the returned in the power of the spirits. He returned in the power of the spirit. That means when he came out from that place, it is the fullness that makes you full of power. Hallelujah. Am I communicating? Yes. Now, look at something that happened in verse 33. We were praying this afternoon. I mentioned it. In verse 33 of this same scripture, Jesus went into the synagogue. He was talking. The Bible said there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. The man had always been coming there. The man said, we're going to have a great message. The, the priest will come and talk. The demon will be saying, Amen. The demon will be joining and shaking his head. Wow, wow. Wonderful. Nobody will say, Don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. <laughs> Amen. No, the demon will fall and be shaking his head. I understand me. Say, Glory. Preach on, preacher. It's even the demon possessed guy that's shouting, Preach on, preacher. When Jesus came full of the spirits and opened scripture and started reading, ah! What happened? Power. Amen. And cried out with a loud voice. <laughs> Let us alone. Amen. <laughs> what have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth. Are you come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art. The Holy One of God. Listen to me. This same Jesus had passed other demons. They did not shout. Now he was full of the Holy Ghost. They couldn't keep quiet. Amen. There are some things that are sitting around in your house. Sitting around in your office. If you are not full of the Holy Ghost, they will never leave. Are you listening to me? They will never leave. So you fight for the supernatural. Glory to God. You fight for the supernatural. You insist to see what the word of God says. Sometimes, you know, we take scriptures. Why are you meditating on scriptures, saying it over and over again? Oh, you look around your life, there are things that you don't like. Then you take scriptures and you start saying it over again until you, the consciousness of that scripture overwhelms you. It now looks like you have worn the scripture. You are wearing it. Let me just talk a little about demonic possession. Some of you don't understand there are different levels of demonic influence. Amen. There are some of you here, you, are, you love the Lord, but you are under serious demonic influence. You, nobody can question that you lo I love the Lord. When, you, when it's worship time, you'll be crying. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. The demon, demon just be calm. It's a holy moment for him. Just allow him. It's a holy moment for him. Allow him. You know? They wait for you to finish your worship. You clean your eyes. You start going home. Say, hey. So, what do we go do when we go out? Say, you understand? He continues the discussion. Are you understanding me? The discussion continues. That's how you see a believer that you'll be wondering the character. You cannot compare the character with, are you understanding? The way? When it's time to worship God, ah, ah, are you understanding me? You will see the person. Then, the character, you can't even explain. Listen to me. <laughs> there is a demonic influence. Papa Hagen used to say it this way. He said one time God opened his eyes. He saw a demon sitting on the shoulder of the guy. 
So everywhere he's going, the demon is on his shoulder. Are you understanding me? Whispering to his ears. <laughs> yes, nah, so this is the next thing you're going to do now. And he cannot, he cannot know why he can't say no. Amen. Why he can't resist that influence. Listen, the cure to it is not going to preacher to preacher. It's stay. Be full of the Holy Ghost. Nothing will hang on you. A, listen to me. A fly cannot sit on a hot stove. He can't. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Am I communicating? I'm showing you the key to personal deliverance. Amen. Amen. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. There are some of you that you are, you know, when we talk about staying full of the Holy Ghost, let me use the scripture in Romans 12, 11. In Romans 12, 11, it says, not slothful in business, but fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. The word fervent is from the word fervor, which the root word is fire. Amen. It's another way to put it. Say, be on fire in the spirit. Amen. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Okay, so what he's trying to say is that you can be hot, you can be cold. There are some of you that you are not fighting for the supernatural. In that way, you are so cold. I, I don't know, these days now we have uh, um, new cars, you know, um, these um, Japanese cars and all that and all that. I, I, I traveled to Jalingo um, last week and I saw in the premises where one of the places I stayed, I saw a 504 Peugeot. Some say it's Peugeot. Okay. Whatever you call it. I saw the car. 504. My dad used to have 504. He bought his 504 in 1982. It was about 10,000 at that time. Brand new. 1982. So, and I drove that car. Amen. So when I saw it, it was nostalgic for me, you know. I looked at the car like, wow. They didn't understand what I was looking at. Like, wow, I remember the car, you know. Then they had series, GR, SR. Amen. All right? Now, back. In those cars, every day, as a teenager, part of my role was to warm the car. So I come out, I open the bonnet, and then I pour water in the radiator. I check the oil, all right? Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. I check the oil, then I kick the car. I make sure it's not in gear. Then I kick the car. I leave it warming for daddy to come and go out. So it warms. Now, if you don't warm the car over a period of time, it will be difficult for the car to start. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay? They will say the engine is cold. That's the language they use. They say the engine is cold. Am I communicating? There are some cars that do that up to date, you know? If it's not been used for a while, after a while, the, the car will be like it's shy to start. <laughs> it's like it's shy to start. You know, another, another, another. There are some of you, your engine is cold. Amen. That's why, so, it, it's some, there are some people that, if we just start worshiping now, just say, lift your hands toward heaven and just, just worship. As they lift their hands, they are full already. You know why? Because they've been warming up since. But there are some people that, even if you say, let's worship, you sing 21 songs in the service, they will still not be hot. You know why? Because they are very cold. They are born again, oh. Are you understanding me? I'm not talking about unbelievers now. They are very cold. You know, you know how we used to kick those kind of cars? We have to push it. Are you understanding me? When the car is like that, then I say, all right, now, they push people. Fire! 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 How many of you know? You know, I was an expert in starting those kind of cars. You know, you clutch down, you jump, the engine is to jack it up. Are you understanding me? You know? If that one doesn't, doesn't work, maybe the battery is out, then we get jump, jump, uh, jump cable. We have a jump cable. We get another car that the battery is high. We connect um, um, negative, positive, like that. Then we don't start kick. Boom, bah. Yeah, jack it up. Are you understanding me? There are some of you, you need charge. Are you understanding me? <laughs> Glory to God. Then some we need to push. Kick, 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 kick. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Am I communicating? But the point I'm making is that you will fight for the supernatural. Don't park the car because it didn't start. Amen. Glory to God. Am I communicating? Don't leave it like that. Say, well, what will I do? You know, I'm just the kind of person. Listen, you don't have to be a pastor to be fervent in spirit. You don't have to be an evangelist to be fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit is for every child of God. When was the last time you laid down in your house and you are rolling on the floor? Not because your landlord told you to park. 
But just because you are saying, oh God, more of you. Let the fire burn in my life. Look, the Bible said that John the Baptist was a burning and a shining light. When was the last time you woke up by 2 a.m. to just pray in tongues for an hour? Not because you are going for an interview in the morning. Amen. Am I communicating to someone? Let's talk about fighting for the supernatural. So I said earlier that you cannot talk about the supernatural without talking about the Holy Ghost. I'll wrap up this way. You know, as believers, we have to know that when um, it was John that said that, he said, 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The consciousness of the greater one within comes when you are full of the Holy Ghost. If you are not full of the Holy Ghost, you won't carry that consciousness with you. You won't carry that consciousness with you. So I was trying to talk about demonic possession. When a demon possesses a man, the best description I can give to it, you see, I'm with a jacket now, a safari suit, all right? I am wearing it. Are you hearing me? I am wearing it. So, if I raise my hand, the jacket has to go up. Are you understanding me? If I do like this, it will fly. Possession is that the demon wears you. <laughs> Are you understanding me? The man that is possessed, the demon has worn him like a garment. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The demon has worn, is wearing him. So, he enters his leg like a trouser. <laughs> Amen. Enters his hand. Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? That's possession. So if the demon wants to go and sit on the dustbin, you cannot tell him you want to go to bank. Go and sit on the dustbin. That's where I want to be. Because in the dustbin, other demons are there. The ones that you are not seeing, they are there. But he is seeing them. So he wants to fellowship with them. In short, this is where I want to be staying. I'm not going home again. Then you say the man is mad. Amen. Amen. Am I communicating? Now, in the same way a demon can wear a man, you can pray in the Holy Ghost until the Holy Ghost will wear you. Am I communicating? That when you speak, it's not just you talking. When you move, it's not just you moving. Am I communicating? Yeah. You know, sometimes people don't understand. We can look at people and get them healed. Amen. Are you with me? Because this thing can be transmitted from different angles. Am I communicating? You know, most of you only used to the hand. They say, okay, we stretch our hands this way. Or we lay hands on someone. No, 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 that's not the only way. That's not the only way. It is determined by how full you are. Am I communicating? How full you are. Fight for the supernatural. Fight for the supernatural. Insist to see the manifestation of God's word and God's power in your life through you. Glory to God. Stop being played around by demons and played around by circumstances. Every day you are crying. Every day you are complaining. Every day. Where? Okay, so why are you even saved? Amen. Why are you even saved? Why are you saved? A brother, sorry, a, a lady, she's married to an unbelieving husband. So, the husband is always harassing her, talking down on her, you know, normally disturbing her, persecuting her generally. Then one day, something got missing in, in, the, in their premises. I think it was a generator or something. Something got missing. The man said, no way, no way. He was not going to let it go. So, he just told his wife, don't worry. And he left. The wife didn't even know where he went to. 
they live in town here. He drove to somewhere in one of the Ogoni villages to go and meet a herbalist, a juju priest, rather. When he got there, the man said, what did you come for? He said, I want to find out the person that stole my generator. The man doesn't know him before. Spiritual things are real. You know what the man told him? The man said, I would have helped you, but I don't want your wife's problems. Like your wife too is into the, is a spiritual woman. And as soon as you are here, she's, her influence is here. Is the man that came back home and told the host wife, <laughs> like this your thing is real. If Juju man saved the Siam, are you understanding me? Are you understanding me? That's Christianity. Glory to God. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. Am I communicating? You know, see, Christianity is not you trying to show somebody. You know, there are some people that eh, you have a problem with your neighbor. You come outside and say, oh, you, in the name of Jesus. You, you don't have to. If, if you have to do that, what are you talking about? Does, a juju man doesn't do all those things. Amen. He might warn you. He might say, you will see. Then you won't hear from him again. Then you wake up one morning, your stomach is big. Are, are you understanding me? That's how spiritual things are supposed to be. Are you understanding me? You wake up one morning, your stomach is big. Then... You will come out, ah, you will go to the hospital, they will check, 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 check. They will not see anything. But you say, when I'm shaking stone, it's like stone, it's inside my stomach. I just me. But they're not seeing anything. Glory to God. <laughs> they're not seeing anything. <laughs> Amen. Then the man will be telling you, this is just the beginning. <laughs> Amen. This is just the beginning. <laughs> now, let me explain something to you. The real custodians of the things of the spirit are the believers in Christ. But you know what? We are not fighting for the supernatural. We are not fighting for the supernatural. I hear believers, we won't see something that looks fetish and they will run away. What a shame. A group of sisters who were on campus when the university, they came to me and said, Pastor, I want to move out of that room. So I didn't even know why. I said, why do you want to move out? They said, and they said there's one girl that came. They said she's a witch. I said, That's, you know, I've been this way. So, like, I don't understand. That's, well, hold on. All of you are sisters. Then one witch came. You want to pack out for the witch. I don't understand it. The witch is, is a, if the witch is comfortable enough to stay with you people, are you understanding me? You know, so, if the witch came, <laughs> I said, who is supposed to be packing out? If she comes into the room, she's the one that says, I cannot stay here. In short, for the fact that she's a witch, it's a time to manifest what you carry. Amen. That's the time to manifest. So, well, ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. See your bed here. See your bed here. So sleep on top of me. Amen. Be up so that you can fly very well. Are you understanding me? Stay up. I will stay down. Are you getting what I'm saying? A pastor, I, I'm not talking down on the pastor, invited me to his church. I've never been there before. This was years ago. It's not even in Port Harcourt. He invited me to his church. So I was just praying. Then I got to the place. Um, they picked me and took me to the hotel. From the hotel, I came to the service. As I came into the service, finished, he now said, um, please, I want you to pray for my children. So he carried his children for me to pray for them. Then they had a house help too. So he said, come, 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 come. So I just said, Father, I speak words over this family in the name of Jesus. When they woke up in the morning, the girl has run away. She woke up like 4 a.m., opened the door, carried her things, and ran away. The pastor said, hey, hey, hey. That she has been very uneasy since we said that you are coming. Amen. Very uneasy. She's, the children are here. She will sit somewhere else. Okay, she ran away. That's how she left. <laughs> Am I communicating? She so said, oh, I, I, I'm thinking that this man has help is a, a, a demon. You can scan. Bring a standard and say, scanning. Are you understanding? You scan her. Lay hand on your head, say in the name of Jesus. 
I switch my scan on. Say again, say in the name of Jesus. I switch my scan on. We call it scanning, scanning, scanning. You can scan. They accused someone of witchcraft. She was our friend, university days. That she's a witch. So, I didn't even know what was going on. There were two sisters that were living in the same room. Then one accused one of being a witch. And all friends just stopped talking to her. I didn't even know what was going on. They didn't tell me on time. Finally, they came and told me, oh, this girl is a witch. I started laughing. I was like, what are you talking about? Say no. And they had, <laughs> you see, some people say, eh, you see, if the thing was not true, the thing, all the things will not add up. You don't know Satan. If Satan set you up, eh? CIA never starts. Are you understanding me? Listen, some of you don't understand Satanic setup. Satan can set you up. Everything will fall in line. So I said, what are you talking? He said, no, that day, this one happened. The other day, the, uh, one uh, prophet said that so, so, and so, and so, and then she did exactly what he said. He said that, that. I said, this sister you are talking about. If the only, I said, see, eh, I don't know anything, no, but I trust my own. I said, if she was a witch, I would have known. They didn't agree with me. They were even offended that I, 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 I was not accepting what they were saying. Do you know years passed? Five years, six years passed. They later found out they, were, they made a mistake. Are you listening to me? They made a mistake. So there's, you can scan. Amen. Are we together? Can scan. Can scan. Let's rise to our feet. I'll just pray for a minute or two. Pray for a minute or two. Pray for a minute or two. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Taking the message I made around the world.